You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. I'm Carrie Goldring with the Divorce Lending Association, and I'm a Certified Divorce Lending Professional, or CDLP for short. This is part of our Divorce Literacy Series, and today I'm here with Jim Krisikos. Jim, will you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. Thank you, Carrie. Mm -hmm. Um, My name is Jim Krisikos, and I have a solo practice in Troy, Michigan. Uh, I've been in practice for 23 years, uh, exclusively in the area of family law. Uh, I currently uh, handle litigation matters, divorce litigation. I handle collaborative divorce, uh, and I'm also a um, certified domestic relations mediator. So at this point, I would say that roughly 70 to 80 percent of my practice is still litigation, divorce litigation work, family law, which includes divorce custody, support, uh, anything relating to family law. And then the other 20 to 30% consists of the collaborative divorce work, mediation work. um, And uh, that's it. You're busy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So can you tell us what got you into specializing in divorce? Sure. Sure. you know, when I started practicing, it, family law was not necessarily uh, what I went into uh, the profession to do. Um, my first job coming out of law school uh, happened to be in family law. It kind of fell in my lap. And then as I started doing it after a couple of years, I realized that kind of hard to believe you can enjoy doing family law and divorce work, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I developed uh, an appreciation for it. Um, I, I did consider other avenues, but then it, the more I did it, the more it uh, it felt fulfilling and rewarding. And my experience is if you can do family law, especially exclusively family law, because a lot of people dabble in family law. You know, a lot of people do a little bankruptcy work, a little civil litigation, a little family law, and, and you know, have a general practice. And that's, that's fine. Uh, but I was always doing exclusively family law uh, from the beginning. And what I experienced was if you can do that, you can do all family law for, say, two, three years without burning out uh, and saying, I got to do something else, then it might suit you. And, and I've seen a lot of attorneys burn out and, and decide it wasn't for them. And that's that's fine. They, uh, they made the right decision for them. Um, but I was able to appreciate it. And then as I started my solo practice, which was about eight years ago, I really became more involved in um, the family law section and, and collaborative divorce and branching out and networking with other family law professionals, uh, both attorneys and other professionals like you, mortgage and uh, financial industry, and, and really embraced uh, the family law community. I currently serve on the uh, Family Law Council uh, for the State Bar of Michigan. Uh, I serve, as you know, I ser- currently serve uh, on the board for CPIM, which is the Collaborative Practice Institute of Michigan. So 
I'm very active in all these other uh, groups uh, connected with family law. And, and that's made an even bigger difference is, you know, not just getting to, to the office and doing my work and putting in my hours and going home, but actually embracing the family law community, uh, continuing education, uh, helping fellow lawyers by serving on the uh, family law council, improving the practice of law, improving access to justice for our clients. And it's been very rewarding. That was, a, that was a long-winded way uh, of answering the question, but hopefully. That's, yeah. But that's good. And then you mentioned burnout. Do you think, yeah. do you think burnout is because it's emotionally exhausting? Yeah. Or is that be, Yeah. As a young attorney or, or somebody new to family law, um, there are a lot of times where you take it home with you, um, whether you want to or not. Um, you're laying in bed or you're waking up at night thinking about a client or a case. And, and some people just don't want that pressure, that, um, that stress. Um, I mean, all areas of practice when you're in the law are, are stressful and uh, you think about things outside of working hours. But with family law, you're talking about an individual and their lives, uh, sometimes their safety, sometimes, you know, their relationship with their children. And, that's something that you have to get used to and, and comfortable with. And some people can, and some people decide it's not for them. And, and that's, that's, that's okay. That's their decision. And they have to do what feels right for them. Right. Uh, yeah. It does take a little time to kind of build up, uh, and, you know, get a belly for it. And so you can, you can handle that. And uh, that takes a little while to know if you yeah. can. I believe it. And I always feel like, too, with the family law attorneys, your scope of knowledge has to be so wide because you're dealing with someone's whole entire life. It's not like you're just doing a contract or an estate plan, but you're you have to know about the real estate and the finance and the tax implications and. Yeah. The emotion and there's so much involved that you really have to be knowledgeable in so many areas. Knowledgeable, yes, um, but not an expert. So I know a little bit about mortgages to be dangerous, but when I have a real mortgage issue, I know to call uh, you or, or a mortgage professional for a client. Um, you know, same with tax. You know, we know a little bit of tax, maybe a lot of tax um, aspects as it pertains to divorce. But when I know that there's a tax issue, uh, I would not hesitate to advise a client to reach out to a couple of tax attorneys or CPAs to get uh, really good information and don't rely on you know, my, my expertise in those areas because I want to make sure that I'm always focused on the family law aspects and where we need a pro professional or uh, an expert in a certain area. We bring those in, and thankfully, you know, after twenty-three years and 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 my contacts in the uh, community, uh, we've got a, a really good rolodex of financial professionals, mortgage professionals, realtors, CPAs, uh, business valuation experts, and uh, we bring them in when we need to. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, it, I could see where it could be really overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, the, the key is to recognize the issue. And educate the client and then bring in the expert. 
That, ma that makes sense. And then maybe we'll wrap it up with one last question. Do you have like something that might be a myth to people contemplating or thinking about going through divorce that you would say is not really true? There's a lot of misinformation when it comes to divorce. Um, I think one one that pops into my head, though, um, it's a good question. One that pops into my head, though, is a lot of people who I interview um, think that they need to look for the most aggressive uh, family law attorney that they can find. And I think a lot of that is when we when we watch TV or listen to the radio, you see a lot of attorney ads and, you know, sometimes they're wearing boxing gloves and they're fighting and they say, you need an animal, you need a tiger. And, and look, there's a, there's a time in a family law case where that is appropriate uh, in some cases. Uh, what you really need in a family law case is uh, someone who's listening and somebody who can think strategically and someone who knows how to get you from where you are to where you want to be. And sometimes that's, being aggressive and assertive, and sometimes it's being strategic. So that's a that's a myth. I think a lot of people and, and you know, look; those are different areas of the law. So sometimes you you see those ads, and they're talking about personal injury cases, they're talking about discrimination cases, and you're not dealing with a married couple, right? In the in the family law, we're de typically dealing with either a married couple or someone a couple who used to be in a romantic relationship, have children together maybe. And are we are we looking to be the most aggressive, the ugliest, the nastiest? And then the attorneys go home at the end of the case and then these two people go and try to be co-parents to their children. And we just need to be aware of that and think about that um, and, and think, as I said, think strategically. That's smart. I think that's smart. Well, thank you. That was yeah. that was wonderful. And I think you gave a lot of really good insight. If I have people okay. that are interested in getting a hold of you or talking to you more, what's the best way to do that? Uh, best way to start is uh, you can give me a call at my office. My phone number is 248-290-0515. Um, or look up my uh, website, which I have posted here next to my name. It's chrisikoslaw.com. Wonderful. Anything else that you want to end with before we finish up? I just want to thank you for doing this. This is a great opportunity. Again, I, I love uh, getting together with people in the community, uh, in the family law community specifically, uh, and, and helping to educate the public and our clients. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.